0: You're listening to another edition of the Carboline Tech Service Podcast. I'm Jack Walker. With me, as always, is the Director of Technical Service, Mr. Paul Jamis. and Paul. We're going to, you know, much like a frog and a bear and a studebaker rolling down the highway, we're moving right along <laughs> with all of these interviews from SSPC Codings Plus. You, you didn't know, see that, that one was, coming, no, did you? No, I didn't. No, I didn't.
1: But I got to tell you, that was really one of my favorite songs when I was a kid. I remember sitting there with, that was on, that's on an LP
0: yeah yeah
1: big old record turntable 33 rpm listening to moving right
0: along yeah boom, the, the, boom. the uh lP of my childhood was a care Bears lP oh, i couldn't, I'm sorry I couldn't name a song or anything from it but yeah that was uh that was a blast of the early eighties there and uh, <laughs> what's nice though about some of those older Muppet songs is you can uh go into Spotify or Pandora or anything like that you that you have. And you'll be amazed at how many different artists have covered these songs. Like, there's like <laughs> punk rock versions of Moving Right Along and things like that. Like, you know, so now that I've given you guys. Well, I mean, some... you, had, you had Animal
1: on the drums. Well, sure. I, everybody aspired to play the
0: drums. I'm like pretty animal. sure that Dave Grohl is the living embodiment <laughs> of Animal, of animal. <laughs> in, in real life. Yeah. But anyway, we've given you some ear candy uh, things that you can do later. Homework but, assignments. Homework assignments. Paul, how do they get a hold of us?
1: Yeah, they can reach us email.
0: Technical service at Carbaline.com.
1: You can catch us on Twitter, Jack's at Jack underscore CTSP. I'm at Paul underscore CTSP. All
0: right, so PETA is the gift that keeps on speaking giving. Speaking of animal. Yeah, speaking of a frog and a bear and a Studebaker, <laughs> PETA is the gift that keeps on giving. I'm not sure if you guys saw it a couple weeks ago. Google did a big, huge tribute to Steve Irwin, which, of course... Peta for I can't believe they had the audacity. I mean, to... they come on two birds <laughs> with one scone. I mean, <laughs> so uh, you know they, they had a Google had this really cool. It was like a four thing. Yeah. To Steve Irwin, I'm sure most people saw it. Yeah. But then Peta came in and goes. Steve Irwin was killed while harassing a ray. He dangled his baby while feeding a crocodile and wrestled wild animals who were minding their own business. Today's Google Doodle sends a dangerous fawning message. Wild animals are entitled to be left alone in their natural habitats. To which the internet exploded. And, uh, you know, many people don't realize it when you think about the crocodile hunter. He really did do a lot for animal conservation.
1: Millions and millions in in habitat preservation and in education for people. I mean, he truly was an advocate for the animals.
0: Like, uh... (laughs) One of the memes that I see here is a car taking a off-ramp, and for straight it says, actually helping the animals, and then for the off-ramp turn it says, insulting a dead man who taught kids about valuing the earth and its animals. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and the car says PETA, and it's <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so anyway, short-sighted as always, good old PETA, good for a laugh, and good for the rest of us. I mean... If you think they really... sub uh, I'm not going to get political. I'm just going to <laughs> make
1: fun of them. So if if you differ from Jack's view, you can hit him up on Twitter. Remember, I told you, it's at Jack underscore CTSP. The leather is better.
0: Anyway, we're going to go to one of our other interviews here with Codings. Plus, like I said, we're moving on right along in the uh, earlier part of this episode. We have Ken Rossi, who's the Vice President of Sales and Marketing for Hold Tight. Now, Hold Tight... Very much like Borchers and Chloride deals in soluble salts. So uh, here's our interview with Ken. Here we are again. It's SSPC Coatings Plus, and we are slamming in day three here. And this has been a great day.
1: It's been a nice flow of people. I know we talked about it starting off a little bit slow this morning, but man, the people just kept on coming, and and I think everybody woke up out of their stupor from last night.
0: Yes, uh, the electrolyte beverages did their job. (laughs) Uh, We are glad to have Ken Rossi on from Hold Tight. He is the Vice President of Sales and Marketing. Ken,
2: welcome to the show. Well, thanks and I appreciate being here. So Ken, why don't we start off with the basics? Who is Hold Tight and what do you guys do? Sure. Well, we are a manufacturer of a, an additive used in the Surface preparation process. It's used uh, as an additive in the water. So if, if a customer is using wet abrasive blasting, they would add hold tight to the water. If they're dry abrasive blasting, they would follow up with a pressure wash with hold tight in that water. Or if they're using ultra high pressure blasting, they could use it in the water for that. And it's basically an additive that helps that water clean better. And so the intent is to remove soluble salts, remove contaminants, and then to prevent flash rusting. And it gives the contractors a window of typically 24 to 72 hours before it begins to flash rust so they can plan their labor better. And it also provides manufacturers of coatings like Carboline with the understanding and also the ability to know that they're getting a good clean surface that is free of salts and contaminants.
1: And that really is, that 72 hour, that 24 to 72 hour window, That's really the important ones for contractors because, you know, it's amazing how many times they end up working on a job that, okay, it's Friday afternoon and either we're paying overtime for a weekend or we're paying to run, you know, DH or heaters through the weekend. But having products like this that they can actually apply that lets it sit for the weekend, it really is a benefit. And additionally, when they're using water, sometimes it takes that long to get the water out. Right. You know, because... I mean, even though it's not rusting, we can't paint it when there's water still in right. the tank. So, you know, right. it takes that long to get it up off the floor and get it cleaned out.
2: Well, it's amazing how many people don't appreciate the fact that you can use water on bare steel. People still are caught up in the fact that you just don't mix the two because it's gonna immediately rust. So the beauty of, of an additive like this, and there are several on the, on the market that, that you can combine the two and you can get a better cleaning process. So again, coatings like yourself. But the great thing for the contractors is that they can also, even if it's a Tuesday or Wednesday, Thursday, they don't have to quit at two o'clock in the afternoon blasting and turn around and prime out what they've blasted. They can let it go to the next day. So they are more efficient with their labor, more efficient with their equipment and their time. So it saves everybody money.
1: And that's really the key for everything that we work on, you know, and, and mm-hmm. us and, and you guys included that, you know, the idea is we're trying to do things and create things and give opportunities for everybody to do things more efficiently because in the end, I mean, we're doing work and our, our products are being used on, on bridges and on water tanks. And I mean, in, in essence, even though they're buying our products, we're paying for it too.
2: Right. And, right. and
1: that's really the name of the game is to see what we can do to help the industry be more efficient at, right. at the tasks they have to do.
2: Right. And get a better job for the end customer. Absolutely. Right.
0: There's nothing worse than uh, taking all that time and blasting an entire surface that you're going to coat and have it turn around and rust. Yes. That, that, that means everything that you've just done is for nothing. Because as we say time and time again on the, on the tech service podcast is that. Surface preparation is one of the most important things and probably the most important thing when it comes to a successful coatings project.
2: Yeah. As any coating salesman will tell you, when they get that call about a failure of a project that they've worked on, if they're smart, they'll realize that 75% of all failures are not have nothing to do with their coating, nope. has nothing to do with the, the choosing the right coating, has everything to do with the surface preparation.
1: And that's really the key. It's it's amazing how accurate that is. That, you know, if they're the smallest little thing, because we talk frequently talk about it. and We say, well, if it was bad, it would the whole thing would have failed. Right. It wouldn't be just this area or just this spot. So you got to look at those things of what is the repeating pattern or what is right. uniform. Right. Right. And frequently it comes down to things like you know soluble salts that weren't removed exactly. or flash rusting that happened before they got the coating on. So. Products like the Holt and, in this case, we're talking about Holtite 102, right? You know, are able to be used to help a long, you know, stretch out that time period exactly. where you've done the prep and you're not ready to paint yet. Right.
2: But y'all are best served. All the coating companies are best served because you know that if you're going over a surface that doesn't have or has very few of those soluble salts left on there, you have a less likely chance of, especially tank linings, for you to have the blisters and to have a to get that call after two years. You know, what's happened to your coding system.
0: All right, it's that time again. It's that time to remind you that Carboline pays the bills for this thing. Now, one thing I will tell you is, you know, I guess they're letting us advertise us again. They sure are. And it's good that they are because they're letting us go out on the road again. Letting us out of our cages again. That's right. I got the biggest smile on my face when they let me out. (laughs) So... Next month, March 24th through 29th, we're going to be at NACE Corrosion. We're going to be doing the same thing. We're coming back at you with live podcasts in the Carboline Trade Show booth. That's going to be booth 1800 at the Nashville NACE Corrosion 2019 conference. If the floor is open, we'll be there recording podcasts. Come by, get some socks. We got some cool socks socks for you. And maybe you'll learn a thing or two. All right. Well, let, why don't we take a minute and ex- kind of explain that phenomena that happens when you coat over soluble salts yeah. in, in a immersion situation like
2: that? Sure. Yeah. Well, if the salts are left on the surface and the coating is applied on top of that salt, you basically create a opportunity for a corrosion cell. All coatings are porous, so moisture, water, it flows through that coating and it will get to that salt. So with the, with having that salt there, having the the water there, uh, or the, the solvents, or or what you've got a pathway, you've got the anodes, the cathodes, you've got all the makings for a, for a blister, and basically it's just going to then continue to draw that water into the surface, raise, create that blister, and create the visible evidence of that salt having been there.
1: It's amazing how small. Uh, I mean, when we're molecular salts left oh, yes. on the surface. Because usually we're talking about, you know, single-digit parts per million yes. can cause huge problems. And so you don't see it. That's why they are called invisible contaminations. Right. and when, Because when you go in and look at a tank, you can't see them. Mm-hmm. So when you put the coating over it, at those little things, they just get bigger and bigger. And, and right. that's why these, these kinds of products are so important.
2: Well, and the great thing is our industry is maturing enough to where they're willing to look at reasons for the problems you're not just willing to accept the problems and we'll just move on let's find out why the problem occurred and let's come up with a solution to keep it from occurring again and you know for a mature industry that's not always the case it's hard to change those mindsets it's hard to create the opportunity to to fix a problem
1: it really is and and as an industry i think that's one of the greatest things that we do is that we're open to mm-hmm. these kinds of ideas to say you know this isn't voodoo. There's no magic here. There, It is a science. And once we understand it, being able to take those measures to say, we can make this better, and here's the process. Here's a solution. Right. And, you know, like in carpaline we like to say that we can always find a solution. Right. And, and that's one of the things that Hold Tight has done is, is exactly. come up with a process to be able to understand and predict what the results, how to improve those results.
2: Right, right, yeah. You know, back in the day when I sold coatings, I had a lot of customers that would come to me and ask for specific formulations or specific. They present specific problems that they had, and through uh, the manufacturers that I worked with, we were able to come up with a, a specific coating that they needed. And the great part about that is, then it turns into products for other coating requirements. And that kind of discovery and that kind of work typically pays off. And you know, the same thing has occurred with. You know, the surface preparation is covered with equipment, you know, all the different types of equipment that are now available. Uh, and that's the great thing about coming to these shows. You see the new technology in mass because everybody wants to introduce a new piece of equipment. And you don't get that opportunity when you're just working on your own, in your own little world.
0: Absolutely. It's one of those things I feel like we're really on the verge of a really big technology
2: breakthrough in this mm-hmm.
0: industry, especially as I walk this floor and I, and, you know, some of the uh, blasting equipment especially is very impressive that's going on right now right right and so i'm sure that you guys work hand in hand with those suppliers as your products use in conjunction with them
2: and we can say that um, that we can track our growth and sales to the evolution of the wet abrasive blasting equipment and as that has taken off and as more manufacturers have de- determined that they want to have their version of that type of equipment then we're going to our sales have, have grown to because that means the marketplace has accepted it
1: and that really is a great way to see it go you know mm-hmm. to have once it's accepted and adopted to to just see the industry move
2: right exactly
1: can one of the things that that i've noticed as we've been talking and as as we've done some research getting ready here is that you guys have come out with a water test kit mm-hmm. and really it is truly amazing how different number one how different the water is across the country. Right. And we deal with that a lot from the coating side to say, you know, yes, I know that you rinsed it. I know that you used whatever kind of potable water and that doesn't mean that you were rinsing it clean. It doesn't mean that there weren't contaminants in it. And when we look at chlorides at, you know, single digit parts per million, that's still drinkable water. Right. But it is going to wreak havoc on a coating system if it's left right. there. So I noticed that you have a test kit that right. people can use, they can buy it to be able to test that potable water to make sure.
2: Yeah, because what we'll, we'll see in the marketplace is that people will use our product. They'll use it in water that is potable. It's municipal water. It's exactly as we described. But what it typically uh, happens if there is a problem with flash rusting is that it's hard water which means it has a high degree or a high amount of calcium carbonates in it. And when that water evaporates and leaves a surface, it leaves behind those those carbonates on the surface, and those are just like little sponges. And so they'll all of a sudden get this flash rusting that they weren't expecting to get, and it's because of the quality of the water. And so it was important for us to have a test kit that they—that's very inexpensive. That the contractor can get one real quickly, test the water, and if it is a case that's too hard uh, or has a high degree of, of ions in it, then they can find another source or they can rent equipment that will deionize or, or clean that water up.
1: And it really is that simple sometimes. So right. Once you identify it, right? There is equipment that can help remove that. You know, they have all of the reverse osmosis and exactly. you know the the deionizing equipment. And, but you just have to identify that it needs to be done.
2: Exactly. Most exactly. people
1: think, well, I can
0: drink the water, so it's fine. Right. Well, anybody who's ever been on vacation and traveled somewhere outside their house and, and, and drank a glass of water, they it know it's different. not all uniform. Right. You know. Yeah. Or he, when
1: you get in the shower and you soap up your hair and you notice, hey, why is it so much more bubbly or not
0: bubbly enough?
2: <laughs> exactly. exactly. Exactly.
0: Well, Ken, thank you very much for coming on the show.
2: It was My a pleasure, pleasure having you. I really appreciate it.
0: Well, yeah. Thank you, and and hopefully
1: the rest of the show goes well for you guys.
2: Thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity. Thanks.
0: All right. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next Monday.